Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe. Who is this former police officer who is now probably the most sought-after man, if not in California, right across the states? Uh, his name is Dorner, and to be honest, nobody knew of him before, you know, 12 hours ago, Jonathan. He, this is right out of a movie. Uh, it, 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 it's something that if you, you saw on a film, you'd say, that's a little crazy. How could he get away with this at this point? But he's a former police officer in Los Angeles. He was fired from his job for misconduct, and he apparently has a hit list of at least 12 people by name that he's put. He put this rambling online manifesto about how he was going to kill these people. And so far, he's killed three people. Uh, and there were more than 100 police officers out in Bear Valley, um, Bear Lake, California, going door to door. They think they're near him. That was the last I heard. I just actually talked to somebody out in L.A. But uh, this is, uh, it's right out of the movies. It's frightening. It's crazy. And it's just, I feel like every week we talk about some lunatic in America with a gun killing a bunch of people. Yeah, and well, and, and this guy is is very much at large, and there is, as you said, that list, and and he's already started working his way through that. Let's talk about the Boy Scouts, if we can. The Boy Scouts mm-hmm. upheld the ban um, on on gay people being involved with the Scouts. A lot of sharp criticism from that. Didn't the president wade into this as well recently, saying that uh, gay people should be allowed uh, participate in the Scouts? Yeah, I mean, we begin with the premise that private groups can basically exclude anyone they want. That's why gay people are still excluded from the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York, for example. Um, It's kind of, it it captures the divide in America, Jonathan, because my sons belong to a troop up here in Massachusetts where this was resolved very quietly years ago. The idea that you could discriminate against somebody, not let a kid in because they were gay, or not have somebody who was gay uh, become a scout leader. Uh, that's kind of crazy. That's considered nutty up here. But you go down to Texas, <laughs> it's not considered nutty at all. The other thing about the Boy Scouts is that once you get outside, say, a place like, but even in New England, a lot of the troops have, have religious affiliations. They're backed by churches. And once you get down to the Bible Belt, they're all backed by churches, and most specifically the Southern Baptist ring of churches. And they are not exactly uh, gay-friendly. Why is there a ban on people who are gay getting involved with the Boy Scouts? What do they think is going to happen? They're, well, you know, if you strip away the pure bigotry, that it, it's this assumption that some uh, that a gay guy would just go in there looking at these kids to abuse. Of course, that ignores the fact that actually that that, that actually is just as much abused by heterosexuals as there are by homosexuals when it comes. It's called pedophilia, and it, it, it knows no boundaries on that. But I think the other thing, when you when you listen to the rhetoric of the church base, the people, particularly the people in the South, they consider homosexual immoral, immoral, and they do not want their children around anyone who is homosexual, and they believe that a child, or you know, a lot of these kids in scouting, you achieve your your highest ranks in scouting when you're in your teens, when most kids would be out, or at least would have some sense of their sexuality, or then. They just don't believe those kids should be associating with their kids. I mean, What's you know, Jonathan, this is all about opinion and subjectivity. Uh, the where I look at it is just pure bigotry. Uh, is there any support for this uh, ban being lifted? Now, it's happened in the military. You'd like to think that the military would be a good benchmark for southern states. If it's okay in the military, surely it should be okay outside the communi- uh, that, outside that community and the wider community. But again, then that comes down to what we're talking about, the law being used as an instrument for civil rights. And when you're talking about the military, that's that's a government organization supported by taxpayer money. 
And so the Constitution kicks in, and the idea of discrimination is, is against all sorts of laws in, in, in the United States. The, pri- the problem with a private organization, as I say, they can discriminate. It's, discrimination is legal with private organizations. They can tell people they don't want them there, and they, and they, can, just, they can abide by that. It's a strange one. We have equality laws over here that would not allow that to happen in the first place. Uh, They're not a bad thing. Let's listen to Chris Christie, the New Jersey governor, on with David Letterman. I got into trouble earlier this week for calling fat people fat, but uh, David Letterman and Chris Christie talked about the many fat jokes the comedian had made about the governor's weight. Have a listen. From your perspective, your family's perspective, your wife, your four <laughs> kids, do you, do you ever d- discuss, ooh, maybe I ought to, you know, uh, go on a, a, a diet? Do you ever ever have that? <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> to those that didn't see that, uh, Chris Christie actually produced a jam donut and started yeah. eating it during the interview with Letterman. He clearly doesn't have an issue with the fact that he is a little bit on the heavy side. Yeah, it, it actually it, it became a national story this week because a former uh, you know U.S. surgeon came forward and suggested that he he you know has major health problems because of his weight, and then he was forced in a position of defending himself. It's an interesting story because obviously he is really considered a front runner for the Republican nomination in three years, um, but it, it, will his weight get in the way? I think there are very few states in the union that Chris Christie. Uh, being that much overweight could get elected. I think New Jersey is one of them because people are much more in your face. They're not as they're, they're not as obsessed with with uh, appearances maybe as other parts of the United States. But I think it does raise serious political questions, but it also raises serious personal questions. I have to admit, Jonathan, until I saw all the news coverage this week and the pictures of him on, I always just thought of him as overweight. But when I saw the pictures of him, particularly he was crammed into the chair on Letterman. He's obese. Uh, and and it, it is a legitimate issue. When you're a public official, it is a legitimate official. I think the meanness directed at him is, is really unfortunate, and it, it you know, makes you wince when you hear people make fat jokes about him. Yeah, the thing but is, it, Letterman made these comments then to his face, and even though the audience was laughing and you'd presume that because he had the donut with, with him, he'd been prepped for this, it was a little awkward um, when you're... It's, it's a one thing making a joke about someone's weight behind their back, or at least in television when they're not there. It's very different when they're in front of you. You could see that with Letterman, and you could the nerve, the laughter in the in the audience was not joyous; it was nervous. And uh, yeah. this is going to be something that plays out because I really do think he is kind of their one of their best chances. And uh, I personally, I've met him a couple of times. He is a very personable guy. He's done well as governor there, and he's not going away. But the you know the issue of his weight and his health is, go- is going to be a serious political issue for him. Just to finish up before we go, lots of very positive publicity for a few of our GAA stars who were over there this week helping. They were rebuilding, what, what was it, a club or something that had been damaged by Superstorm Sandy? Yeah, down in Breezy Point, which was described. I, I, the headline would be, uh, Breezy Point goes gaga for the ga. And it really, it made the national <laughs> Would anyone get that headline, though? I, not, but in Breezy Point, they would. But uh, it was, I saw the particular newscast, it's funny, because I was standing in an Irish pub in the Erie Pub in Dorchester in Boston at, when this came on. And it was, it was on the national news, on the NBC News, and they gave it a good three or four minutes, and it just showed these guys. And it, shows guys it showed guys with hurls, you know, uh, and slithers and all this stuff, and, and what, how they repaired the, the, the Breezy Point community center and all, and you sh- it was really funny to me not, it was kind of heartwarming to stand there and a lot of these 
young Irish guys who, who come to this pub who work really hard every day, and they're in that, that immigrant cycle we talk about, that they can't go home. In fact, I had, before that thing came on the news, I was talking to a young guy from Galway who I never knew this story. He explained to me that his grandfather, who had died, he had not been able to get home for the funeral last year because he he's, he's illegal and he couldn't get back in and he has a good job here and good life. And so to watch these guys, just they all just stopped talking. Nobody said anything, and they just watched the television and the news and about the GAA guys and how, and how the community they just hugged them and loved them for what they did. It was a beautiful moment, Jonathan. It really was. Um, I, I know that there's bad weather heading your way in Boston. A couple yeah. of flights cancelled to the East Coast. Get out your, your winter woolies there, and we'll talk to you next week, Kevin. Good man, thanks. Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe. 12.30 on Newstalk Lunchtime. Let's get the latest news headlines now from Tara Duggan.